Hey guys, what's up? My name is Victoria and this is my first podcast. Um, well, I decided to start this podcast because we're living in different times now and well, we gotta do different things to be proactive, to be engaged, to keep the conversation going, as one of my favorite professors would say. Um, yeah, so I'm here to talk about what's happening. What's happening, guys? We're no longer living in the world that we know and love. We're no longer living in a world where the craziest thing is a seven-year-old who makes multi-million dollars a year reviewing toys on YouTube. No, no, no. We no longer live in that world. We now live in a world where an Iranian cleric can tell his followers on Telegram that applying essential oils to your anus will cure coronavirus. Yep, that's a fact. That was said. And where the press trust of India can post on Twitter. By the way, they have 2.6 million followers or something around that. You can fact check me. I don't know. But, and I quote, who they said, we all know cow dung is very helpful. Likewise, when cow urine is sprayed, it purifies an area. I believe something similar could be done with cow urine, cow dung to cure hashtag coronavirus. I mean, you cannot make that up. That is wild. We live in a world of media. And you know what? I love it because if we didn't, I wouldn't be able to do this. I wouldn't be able to be commenting on this. I mean, this is great. You can pretty much make whatever you want of yourself. And you know what I make of that? I think that's freaking mind-blowing. Like, truly, when I read that, I... I think I laughed for like five straight minutes, but you know, has someone tried it? We don't know. We should read up on that. Anyways, you know what I think is even more mind-blowing than the fact that someone actually said consuming cow feces and urine will cure the coronavirus? You know what's crazier than that? I think it's sports. Sports that are happening right now with no fans. I'm sorry. What is that? Don't get me wrong. I miss sports as much as the rest of you, but the idea of sports coming back without the amazing fans that show up with their bellies painted in team colors, I mean, that's freaking absurd to me. That's all I've ever known. That's all most of us have ever known are games that are played with thousands and thousands of fans just absolutely screaming. I mean, did you watch UFC 249? Don't get me wrong, it felt really good to finally watch two half-naked grown men pounded out in a cage, and I know how that sounded, and we're just going to continue like I didn't say it like that, but did it really feel like watching a sporting event? Because for me, it felt like I searched up ASMR eating videos and watched mukbang for two hours if you don't know who she is she's actually hilarious and you should watch her she eats octopus she like plays with live sharks i don't know she's a character go watch her not to mention don't you think it's funny how one of the first pro sporting events to come back is mixed martial arts 
That is arguably the sport that involves the most physical contact. Think about that for a second. Like, that is the first sport to come back. And did you see the performance Joe Rogan put on? I mean, come on. His post-interview with Justin Gaethy and Tony Ferguson? Rogan literally had his hand on them almost the entire time. Gaethy and Ferguson weren't just standing in the spit zone of Rogan's interview. Rogan also shook their hands. I mean, talk about social distancing, right? I mean, I'm not the only one that noticed it. UFC literally posted a meme of Rogan with the caption, caught you slipping because he got too close to Ryan Spann. But I mean, I guess if we're going to break one rule, we might as well break them all. Am I right? I mean, that's what I've told myself my whole life. So respect the craft. I respect it. But you know what I really enjoyed about UFC 249? It was Rashad Evans' reactions after the fight on CBS Sports. Seriously. Do yourself a favor and go watch that if you haven't. And I mean, I didn't love it for his commentary. His commentary was great. He's great. But it was really so much fun to watch because of his use of his long and awkward pause. You know, the one that all commentators have on air. Like, it's just so long and weird. But I'm, I'm not kidding. I mean, I do not care what kind of day you are having. If Sugar Rashad's smile doesn't make you want to smile, well then, you must hate babies, you must hate rainbows, you must hate puppies, you must hate little baby chickens. I don't know. Because that smile is so freaking contagious, I practically Lysoled my screen after I watched it. I'm, I'm not kidding. That smile can light up the sun. Go watch it and you'll see what I mean. I laughed for like five minutes. That, cha- that turned my day right side up. That, that's a smile. That is the smile that you take to your orthodontist and say, this is what I want and nothing else. <sighs> okay, enough about that. Who else is coming back? Well, None other than Bundesliga. In fact, they had a match today. Hoffenheim versus Hertha Berlin. And, you know, talking about football got me reading. And in my reading, I read an article written by Jonathan Wilson for Sports Illustrated. And he said, whew, that one, that one hit home. It disappointed me. He said, with or without fans... Football is football. I am sorry. What kind of nonsense is that? Football fans are some of the craziest out there. Sorry for calling you out, bud. I like your work. Um, but yeah, are you really going to tell a Celtic fan that watching a football match held at Celtic Park without fans is the football they have come to know and love? Absolutely freaking not. Those fans belt out songs for their team. There is literally no way you're going to tell a Liverpool fan with or without fans football is football. It is just simply not true. What are they going to do? Just add in recordings of the crowd screaming, you'll never walk alone. No, that is not their football. 
It's a really good book I read. Well, I had to read for one of my classes. Um, and professor, if you ever listen to this, thank you for listening. Um, if I curse, I'm sorry for cursing. But also, thank you. It is now one of my favorite books. <sighs> well, anyways, this book is all about fandom. It is Nick Hornby's tribute to his true love, Arsenal Football Club. There's a quote from the book that I think explains sports in its entirety, and here's the quote. I have learned things from the game. Much of my knowledge of locations in Britain and Europe comes not from school, but from away games or the sport pages, and hooliganism has given me both a taste for sociology and a degree of fieldwork experience. I have learned the value of investing time and emotion in things I cannot control and of belonging to a community whose aspirations I share completely and uncritically. I mean, come on, how is that not true? Without fans, we lose that sense of community and belongingness. I mean, sure, it may not hit us right away, but what happens after watching one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, I don't know how many games, and not seeing your fellow patriots absolutely losing their shit when your team is in possession of the ball. I know what happens. You stop watching. You lose interest. I mean, that's what's going to happen to me. I mean, come on. Imagine telling Nick Hornby, the guy who compared falling in love with football to falling in love with a woman, that games would be played without a crowd of his fellow brothers, sisters, and sworn frickin' enemies. He would absolutely go off his rocket. I mean, he would lose it. You need to read that book if you haven't. It is one of the only books that have actually made me cry laugh. And I mean the cry laugh, like the ugly one, like Kim Kardashian's laugh. You know, the sticker one. That one. Um, I had to do a project for one of my classes and I sent out a poll asking if you would enjoy watching a sporting event without seeing fans in the stadium. And one person said, and I quote, fans get me hyped. I love seeing people dress wild and act belligerent. Watching a game without fans is like eating cereal without milk. Fucking weird. Okay. I don't know if I personally would go that far because cereal without milk should be absolutely illegal that is just not where it's at ladies and gentlemen but I see the point and I love it and I agree I just wouldn't use that comparison because that's bad but so we've come to then and the point of this podcast was to get you all to think there's so much time on our hands now and you know what It is our sworn duty to protect the livelihood of our beloved sports. So I ask you guys, what the hell are we going to do? I don't know. Do you? Because those fake fan screams that Bundesliga are putting in their games, I'm sorry. They're just not cutting it for me. I don't know if they're cutting it for you, but they're not for me. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. So we got to save our sports, right? As always, 
Much love, guys. Stay safe. Stay sane. Stay tuned. Follow the gram, Victoria underscore underscore Benitez, for updates on when I'll be posting a new podcast. If I ever do. We don't know. This might just go in the vault and I'll bring it out during Christmas time so my future kids can have a good ass laugh. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a wonderful day in quarantine.